podcasting is actually a long game strategy before you even start seeing results. So if you're looking at using podcasts as a way to get kind of immediate results and sales, then it's probably not the platform for you. It does take a while, I'd say probably almost a year until you kind of see the significant results, but it is worth it in the long run. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am so excited because today's guest is actually one of my team members that you guys are yet to meet. So I'm so excited to bring Justine Dolores onto the podcast today. And she is actually my podcast manager. So after (laughs) we record this episode, she will be going off to edit this episode. But welcome, Justine. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Em. I'm so excited to be on your show. It's weird because I said we were just talking about how it feels weird for me to have to edit my own voice. I love it. Yeah, it's so funny. But the reason why I'm excited to obviously have you on the podcast is because people are constantly asking me all these questions about how do I start a podcast? How do I do this? How do I do that? And like the advice that I give them is just coming from my own trial and error. It's not actually coming from you know, any sound place. That's why I thought it would be good to have you popping on because then you can actually have a proper in-depth conversation with us and, you know, share your insights and knowledge around the podcast world and how to really successfully start and grow one. So I'm really excited to chat about that today with you. But before we do do that, I would love it if you could just sort of give an introduction to yourself. So you're a podcast manager and just give us some insights into what's involved with that and how you help people with their podcasts. Yeah, so what I help my clients with is in two ways. I launch their whole podcast. So if they're wanting to start a podcast, whether that's usually I help with business podcasts, but if they do want to start a podcast and usually with business owners, they don't really have, you know, the time and like they don't want to be learning all the tech skills involved. So they do want to just outsource the whole project. So I fully set up their whole podcast to get it successfully launched. And I also do all the back-end stuff. So I do offer monthly management packages where I handle all the back-end stuff that goes with producing a show. So everything from the editing, the writing of the show notes, the uploading, scheduling, the social uh, media promotion and all of that. So I manage the whole project. So all that my clients have to do is do the content planning, record it, and then they just palm it off to me. And that's the thing. That's why I... um hooked on to you is because (laughs) there's so much time and energy that needs to go into a podcast. And as someone who's like, you know, a very busy business owner, you don't necessarily want to spend all that time doing all the fiddly little tasks like editing, which is something that does is, is very important and makes a big difference to obviously like the quality of the podcast. So it's definitely, um, you know, the most useful resource to be outsourcing with this, but you mentioned that you specifically work with business people. 
So could you share a little bit of insights with us into sort of what are the benefits around starting a podcast for your business? Yeah, so there is so many benefits starting a podcast for your business. Like it's a great way to really expand your reach and get eyes and ears on your show. And if you're using it as like a marketing or sales funnel for your business, there's so many ways that you can connect that to your show. So say, for instance, like being a guest on other shows or bringing guests into your show, you can lead that all to become a lead generation for your business and really expose your business out into newer audiences that you never thought you'd reach. And it's also a great way to build brand awareness. So it really showcases your expertise and your knowledge as well. And also podcasting is a very like an intimate platform. So it really builds that personal connection with your potential clients and really cultivates that trust. Because when someone hears your voice on your podcast, you become more, I'd say, familiar and approachable and really trustworthy. So if they're already listening and binging on your podcast, you've developed that trust with them. And once they decide that they're ready to hop on that strategy call with you or book that service, they're pretty much sold on your services or what your business has to offer already. There's a lot of benefits of podcasting for your business. And it's a really great way, I think, most importantly, to really build that trust and connection with your potential clients or customers listening to your show. And that's the thing. It's really great that you mentioned that as well, because that's the thing. Like a lot of the time people ask, oh, so do you actually make money through your podcast? Like, how do you actually make money on a podcast? But it's not necessarily about, you know, directly making an income off the podcast itself, but using the podcast as a resource to, as you said, like a marketing and sales funnel to grow your audience, to build that rapport and trust, which I think is the most important thing, because what that actually helps do is the potential leads that you do have in your business or on your socials already, when they start tapping into your podcast, they're able to build a stronger connection with you and build stronger trust with you. And like you said, when you do eventually pop onto that sales call, they've already sold themselves because they've been essentially plugging into you yeah. every single day, right? Yeah, exactly. Like they know who you are. Like if you're promoting yourself on social media as well, and especially doing those kind of behind the scenes, like whether that's in your stories or reels, it gives them already insight on what it's like to work with you and what your personality is like. So when they book that call with you or whatever it is, they already know that they want to work with you. So it's kind of like an easy, not an easy sale, but it makes it easier when you go through that process through your strategy call. And so I want to come back to this topic later on in the episode and chat further about like, you know, marketing strategies surrounding podcasts. But I think first and foremost, we should dive into chatting about how to actually start a podcast, because that's the question that I get asked the most is how do I start a podcast? Do I need to own all this equipment? Like what are the sort of uh, fundamental things that people should know when they are looking to kickstart a podcast of their own? Yeah, actually, that's a good point that you've mentioned, because one of the biggest myths that people have about starting a podcast is that they really think they need to have all this fancy equipment or like a fancy studio to be able to record your episodes, but it's not at all. You can start so much with just the basics, but I'd say there's a few questions that you should ask yourself, especially if you're deciding if a podcast is right for your business. It's if you're willing to put the time and effort. I know we touched upon this earlier, but 
you should really do your research and see all the tasks involved in starting a podcast. And after you have launched it, all the management that goes behind and all those tasks, like we talked about, like the editing, the writing, the show notes, if you're having guests, you have to do the research and reaching out to them, booking them in. There's so much behind the production side of it. So you really have to be 100% committed to your podcast and make sure you have the time and effort. And if you are like a busy entrepreneur, then maybe like you said that you outsource, if it's not the whole podcast, the podcasting of your show, then outsourcing even the stuff that is more time consuming, like the editing, that already alone takes about two to four times the episode length to edit your podcast. So it is a lot of time as well. And you should be knowing that podcasting is actually a long game strategy before you even start seeing results. So if you're looking at using podcasts as a way to get kind of immediate results and sales, then it's probably not the platform for you. It does take a while, I'd say probably almost a year until you kind of see the significant results, but it is worth it in the long run. And then also... I think the most important thing that a lot of people do get wrong when they do start a podcast is that they're not clear on who their ideal listeners are and the purpose of their show. So it's knowing clearly who your who and why of your show. So once you know who your ideal listeners are and why you're creating that podcast in the first place, then kind of every decision you make about your podcast, like the content planning, your marketing strategy, if you're doing interviews, so the guests that you bring onto your show, all of that will become much more easier and you'll be able to deliver results that kind of align with your the reason why your ideal listeners are tuning in and you're allowing them, um, you're serving them in a way that will allow them to binge in your content even more and want to come back and listen to your episodes. So those three things are important to consider or ask yourself before you start deciding if a podcast is for you or if it's right for your business. And I think it's really important and a good thing that you brought up the fact that um, you need to realize that podcasting is a long-term game. It's not a it's it not is. a short-term sort of thing, particularly because consistency really is key. You know, you've got to put the time and the energy into consistently showing up, consistently putting out episodes in order to see gradual growth. I mean, you know, if, if you've got a massive social media following when you start your podcast, obviously that puts a good foot in the door for you in terms of the listeners that you're going to get. But if you are starting out from scratch and essentially don't have much of a following on social media, then yeah, it, it is a much slower process than what people might think it is to grow. And, you know, like for me personally, when I first started my podcast, it was for an entire year that I was like running and doing everything and just figuring things out as I went before I actually ran, came across you and started working together because we've only been, you know, working on the podcast together in terms of editing side of things for the past couple of months, I'd say now for a very, very, very long time. It was really just myself doing it. And so my question is for you, how would someone know when to sort of switch from DIY to outsourcing or if it should be something that they're outsourcing from the very, very beginning? Like what's your guidance around that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'd say one of the signs, if you decided to DIY it yourself and 
you're finding that you're falling behind in being able to release your episode consistently. So say, for instance, if you release your shows every week and you're falling behind and you just kind of feel like you're scrambling and hustling every week, I think that's a really good sign or indication that maybe not outsource the whole podcast, but maybe at least the editing side. So you do have space in your own business, not just focusing on your podcast, but on the more important aspects of it. And like I said, it's really sitting down and mapping out before you even start your podcast, just all the different elements and the tasks involved, not just launching your podcast, but managing it. So you can clearly see if you can fit it in your timeframe or especially like the workload you have right now, if you can fit it in or if you can if you're in that stage of your business where you can outsource the whole podcasting to someone or just small elements of it, whether that's just the editing or the show notes writing or whatever that may look like for you. So it's really getting visible to seeing exactly what is involved in all the production side, pre-production and the post-production of podcasting. And so my next question for you as well is because we're just coming off the back of the topic of consistency still, something that I get asked quite a lot is, how many times a week should I post an episode? And they're like, oh, you're posting, you know, two episodes a week, Emily. Does that mean I should be doing the same? So what's your opinion on how frequently someone should be uploading episodes in order to grow or just to, you know, start to really build their podcast? The truth is there's actually no right or wrong answer to this. It's whatever you can manage. So for me, it's always being able to stay consistent. Like consistency is key in podcasting. So whether that if you start off maybe releasing an episode every two weeks or if you know you can release an episode weekly, but you need to stick to a schedule that you know you can manage because the thing is, if you say you're going to post weekly, you need to be able to stay consistent and release your episodes weekly because that's how you're going to build that trust with your listeners and continue that trust with your listeners because they're expecting an episode from you every week. So it's really just figuring out if you can really manage releasing an episode every week or bi-weekly. And it doesn't really matter. If you decide to start doing it only every fortnight, then that's fine. And then if you manage to find a workflow and you can you feel like you can start releasing episodes weekly, then you can increase it to a weekly schedule. I love that. And I, one thing that I had always said to myself since starting my podcast is that I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be as consistent as I could possibly be. And I know that I have not missed uploading a single episode. You're so good. I know. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I am good in the sense that I have not missed an episode. However, my organization into in the lead up of things is not, not the greatest. Like there have been nights where I have been laying in bed and I wake up and I'm like, shit. I was meant to upload an episode that is airing at 6 a.m. the next morning. And so I'd have to jump up and like, you know, do everything then. But like, you know, the the main thing is I have managed to get everything out on time. In the end, we're actively working on getting my organization a little bit better, which is something awesome that Justine is helping me with is creating a schedule to be able to batch prepare content and and have that consistency a lot more easier to achieve, I guess. Yeah, no, I do find a lot of podcasters do struggle with having kind of, I'd say like a workflow or a system to really get ahead 
one of the things that I really like to do when I get a new client is see if they have like a system or workflow in place. And if they don't, then just brainstorming on ideas on what will work for the both of us or for our team, if they do have a team working on their podcast. And batching is probably one of the most effective ways to really get ahead with your show and stay on top of things. Yeah. And so for any new sort of like people in the podcast industry now, can you please like sort of explain what batching is in case they're not really aware of that term yet? So batching is pretty much when you batch like every specific task of your podcast. So say for instance, if you release your episodes weekly, it's sitting down and being able to plan your content. So what topic you'll discuss in your episode for the month and then if you do have guest interviews then planning out the guests that you'll have because then you'll have to reach out to them and see if they are on board to being a guest on your show and then you have to schedule them in and everything like that then the next part of your production will be the recording so you sit either in the one day or two days whatever works for you and you smash out your recording in the one sitting so recording all your solo episodes and if you've scheduled your interview episodes for the same day and that works really well because you only really have to set up your like your microphone and everything in the one day and you smash out all your recording in the one day as well and then you batch the next task which would normally look like writing your show notes so you'll write your show notes for each of your episodes and then the next batching will be uploading and scheduling those episodes. And then the next batching is the marketing side of it. So it's more effective and productive because you're doing the same task all the time. And if you plan it out in a way as well, you can really find a way to get ahead of your podcast where you only work on it maybe a couple of days and then you don't have to worry about it until the next month. So, I mean, you can do batching in many different ways. It's just figuring out a schedule that works with you and what's happening in your business right now. But yeah, batching will be probably a good place to start and look into if you really want to try kind of streamline your workflow and be organized and stay on top. It definitely, like, I've only been batching for a short period of time and my batching isn't even like, you know, the strongest it can possibly be yet, but it's slowly <laughs> improving. But I noticed that it does make such a difference because then you're not feeling as stressed or as rushed uh, sort of last minute to be getting things uploaded and getting podcast episode out there. Yeah, exactly. And you know that you're producing quality episodes and you're not just kind of scrambling last minute trying oh my God, what topic am I going to talk about? Oh my God, I'm supposed to have a guest. Like my episode's supposed to get released tomorrow. It saves all that overwhelm and stress and all that hustle if you really try kind of batch everything. Yeah, exactly that. And like you said, it's all about improving the quality of it. So that's sort of the next question for you then as well is what do you think makes a really successful podcast and what's involved with that? So what I believe what makes a successful podcast is really getting crystal clear on, like I said before, your who and your why. So knowing who your listeners are and the reason why you're creating your podcast. When you have your clear goals, it's going to make your whole content planning, deciding which guests to bring on your show and the marketing side a whole lot easier. And if you create killer content, it's going to get your um, listeners to come back for more. So getting crystal clear on your who and your why And then the next one would definitely be creating the killer content. So once you know who your ideal listeners are, 
you can really figure out kind of what their pain points or their struggles or challenges that they have. And you, you can use your podcast as the solution to their problem. And that's what's going to really get them to come back for more because the problems that they have, you've identified and your the episodes or the topics you talk about or the episodes that you release, they're seeing it as a solution to the problems that they're having. And they're going to constantly every week come back to you and listen to your show because it's valuable to them. You're giving them a solution to their problems. And then probably also as well, like we mentioned, is the consistency. So staying consistent in releasing your episodes really is key to building that trust and community with your podcast and then the last thing will definitely be connection so making them feel that the show is just for them and building that trust and connection as well is going to start converting your listeners into paying clients because it is such a personal and intimate space so I think those four C's are really important to cover and those basic ways to really make your podcast a success. And then once you nail all those four strategies, then you can start thinking about other ways to really make your podcast a success from knowing kind of what guests to bring onto your show, how to properly market your podcast and all that. I love how you said use your podcast as a solution to their problems. And, you know, this is so important to do, right? Because if you're clear on who your ideal audience is, if you're clear on what it is they struggle with, what it is they're looking for answers for, and you can provide them with that, then of course, they're going to keep coming back to listen to more because you're providing them with that value. And that's something so important, right? It's all about what value can you provide your audience at the end of the day. And I think that's the key to growing in any way on any platform like these days, right? Exactly. Like even with your Instagram content, it's nailing down who your ideal clients or the ideal audience and being able to create content that actually provides a solution for them. So podcasting is quite similar. It's the way you kind of attract more listeners because you're giving them information that they're looking for or a solution to their problem. And it's just valuable information to them. Now, I think that the most powerful way or the most effective way to grow your podcast is obviously when your listeners are resharing the podcast with their friends and then they're sharing with their friends and it's that sort of like chain effect right of everyone sharing and then taking those recommendations and tuning in but in terms of like you know how to get your podcast out there in front of your ideal audience and actually get that momentum building with the growth what are some marketing strategies that you'd be able to share with us and able to in you know to be able to do so I would say start looking at the social platforms that your ideal listeners are on and then being able to create a solid marketing plan for that. So say, for instance, your ideal audience is hanging out on Instagram, then creating a marketing plan strong on Instagram about that. And I know one of the most popular ways to kind of grow your or get your more ease and eyes on your show is making sure you promote not just once when your episode is released, probably promoting it twice, And not just saying like your episode is out. It's maybe showing up on your stories or doing an IGTV live or just an IGTV or even reels since now video content is so important on Instagram and that's what they're pushing for. But talking about how 
that episode that you've just released for that week is actually going to help them. So giving them kind of like the main takeaways or what they'll learn from listening to your episode is a really good way. And showing up on stories and talking about it provides that extra like connection as well than as opposed to just, you know, posting like a still photo. I mean, that's good as well, but you kind of want to utilize different ways to really promote your show. And also another big way to really grow your podcast is being a guest on other shows because you can leverage your guest's audience to get new eyes and ears on your show as well. But it's, of course, it's not just showing up on any podcast. There's a strategy behind it and you you have to make sure you've got kind of the shows that you're featuring on are aligned with your goals and who your ideal listeners are. And that's really a big way to grow your podcast as well. Definitely. And that's something that I've found is very effective is uh, going onto other podcasts and then also having other guests come onto yours. Yeah, yeah. So then you can be sharing your networks and communities in that way. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things that's a slow process. You need to be patient with it. But, you know, if you can, again, be being consistent and you can be showing up and every time, as you said, as you release an episode, at least talk about it twice after that episode has come out, then, you know, you're putting your podcast in front of your listeners, you're putting your podcast out in front of people and they're going to, you know, if it resonates with them, if they connect with it, they're going to then come on and enjoy it. But then again, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that the quality of your episode, the quality of the content that you're sharing is something that's going to make them come back for more. So I think that's a very important point to remember at the end of things too. Yeah, that's right. That's why I always say that four C's that we talked about. If you start off with those basics and you nail it, then you can start thinking of other ways to grow your podcast and there is so many like little strategies and techniques that really work to grow your podcast but I will definitely say being a guest on other podcasts is one of the big ways to really grow it there's so many ways like even making sure like in your episode description that you have kind of the link to your show notes page to drive your listeners off that platform where they listen to your show and um, back to your website and When they do that, they're going to learn more about, you know, your business, what you offer and all that stuff. So there's so many different ways and like small ways people don't even think about that can actually really help you grow your show as well and become like more visible to different audiences. And even when you have a guest on your show as well, sending them a thank you email and sharing social media graphics for them to be able to promote it on their Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media platform they use. That's just another way to get, to make it easy for your guests to share the episode and your show with their audience. And that just kind of brings them like it's a new audience. They'll be like, Oh my God, what podcast is this? And then it'll drive them back to either your Instagram page or your podcast. So yeah, there's so many different ways that you can really market, promote and grow your podcast. Mm, I love that. And so that sort of brings me to one of my final questions, which is, you know, on the area of marketing still. So these have sort of been marketing strategies for how to grow your podcast. But if we're going back to, you know, the space of using your podcast as a way to grow your business, how would you suggest marketing your business in your podcast in a way that's not spammy, that's not tacky, that's not, you know, constantly shoving advertisements, you know, at the start, middle and end? Like what's your sort of advice on how to go about 
you know, really strategically marketing your business and incorporating calls to actions within the podcast episodes? Yeah, there's a few ways that you can do that. One way is kind of just if you're in that conversation, whether that's with a guest or if you're doing a solo episode and it feels natural to bring up the service that you do have, then go for it. Otherwise, another effective way is using kind of little ad breaks to promote your services. So that works really well, no matter if you have a solo episode or an interview episode. Usually, like, you know, you have your sponsorship ads, but instead of the sponsorship ads, you you can do a little ad that actually talks about maybe you have, if you're like an online course creator, you might have like a free masterclass that people can sign up to, or you have maybe a freebie. That's another really good way to kind of slide your services in your episodes. And it doesn't come across as being salesy or like that icky kind of feeling. And also just putting it in your, if you want as well, just before you sign off, like a little call to action, if it feels right to kind of say that you do have this freebie or you do have this um, masterclass or whatever that little opt-in may be, you can also add that as well in your call to action. So there is like really kind of nice ways to slide your freebies or your services in there without being salesy. And also one important thing as well that I see a lot of podcasters don't kind of put in is in that episode description is linking your show notes or putting in like a link to your masterclass in there. So it kind of drives people either A, to your website or gives them the straight link to that masterclass or whatever that freebie may be. It's Mm. an opportunity there as well. Amazing. Well, Justine, this has been such an insightful episode. Honestly, I'm glad we had this chat because I've taken so much away from it as well. And I know that everyone listening is going to benefit from this so much because you don't even understand how many messages (laughs) I get asking me, how do I start a podcast? How do I do this? How do I do that? So I think I have done one other episode in the past on it. So between that and this episode, I think there's (laughs) more than enough information for people to leverage now. But before we wrap up this episode, do you have any final advice or tips that you'd love to share with our listeners today? Yeah, I would say, I know it's so exciting because I feel like podcasting is like a big trend and everyone just wants to hop onto the podcasting bandwagon. But really, you've got to sit down and make the time to really map out what actually goes into launching and then managing the whole podcasting world because a lot of people launch their podcast and then they release maybe eight to ten episodes and then they find that just too much work so it's really important just to really sit down and look and plan if you can really do a podcast and have the time and energy to put the effort in or see if you don't want to do it yourself then see if you can outsource if not the whole project, then specific parts of the task to an expert. I think that would be my best advice because you don't want to put a podcast out there and then you can't commit to it. And then, you know, you've just kind of not broken the trust, but, you know, you've like kind of disappointed your listeners because you're not producing consistent episodes or quality episodes every week. Exactly that. It's always about making sure you're not biting off more than you can chew and really being honest with yourself, right? Like, am I just doing this because it's a trend right now or am I doing this because it's something I'm willing to commit to in the long term? And it is a commitment. That's probably like the first thing I tell 
And they're like, should I start a podcast? I say, well, do you think that you're going to be able to commit to showing up and seeing it through? Because that is the main thing at the end of the day. And as you said, it's all about really cultivating that trust with your audience, because it's about building that trust, building that, you know, connection with them. And that's the thing that's going to help you really grow your podcast long-term into the future. So. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, if you're you're not doing that, then your podcast isn't going to be a success. It's not going to give you the results you were expecting in the first place. So yeah, being 100% committed to putting in the time and effort is a big one. Actually, that reminds me of one final thing that I did want to ask you. So before we wrap up, wrap up, speaking of growth again, there was something that I was wanting to ask earlier on and it just popped back into my mind. When it comes to tracking your growth and understanding analytics and all of that, what sort of advice do you have on that one? Because that, again, is something that I get asked a lot, but I am the least like, (laughs) I hate analytics. I hate analytics. I don't understand them and I don't ever know what to tell people. So what's your input on that? Yeah, there's not really like, you know, on Instagram, you can just hop on the insights, kind of like kind of straightforward that you can get your stats and everything. But I usually, I provide monthly statistics for my clients that do want it. So it's looking at your um, download numbers and seeing where the growth, if the downloads, so I kind of look at the downloads for the day, then the downloads after a week, and then the 30 days and tracking that on a monthly basis and kind of seeing which episodes people really love. So if there's like a jump or a spike in the download numbers, it could possibly mean that maybe um, you had a guest on a show that your audience really loved, or you talked about a topic that your audience really loved and seeing if there's like a pattern in there. And that really helps you see if what kind of topics are really resonating with your audience or what kind of guests that your audience really love and finding similar guests to that. So is really important to look at your downloads at least on a monthly basis to see really what's working in your podcast and what's not or maybe it could be like a new marketing strategy that you've implemented and that could really help as well figuring out what kind of marketing strategies are really working for your podcast or what's getting more eyes and ears on your show as well. Amazing. Well, Justine, I'm not going to throw any more questions at you. I think that this is full to the brim with valuable information that everyone is going to benefit from. So thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining me on the podcast rather Thanks than just for having me. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have so much fun editing this one and listening to your voice back later on. It has been a pleasure and I really enjoyed having this conversation with you today. Thanks, Em. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.